2: Hey, beautiful human! Thanks so much for tapping on our conversation with CK. It is an honor to be in your ears today. You definitely have heard his song "Love One TT." We're going to discuss it. Plus, he's from Nigeria. He has an incredible story, and the way he makes music is incredibly unique. We're going to discuss it all. So get ready and uh, subscribe to our podcast, please. Share it with those you care about, and enjoy. Here's CK. Uh, hello, beautiful human. How are you? Let's <laughs> welcome to the studio, CK. Thanks for having me, man. Yo. What's going on? It really is. Uh, it's an honor to have you here for a bunch of different reasons, because you truly are a global artist. You're a global artist that use the internet at, at, at a very unique time in, I think, world's the, the, the world's history, but also the history of culture, right? Mm-hmm. To utilize it to to send a message and to get your art out there. And uh, you're really fascinating the more I read about you. So thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Man. Uh, you are from Nigeria, correct? Mm-hmm. Is it like, can you just explain to me like what culture and music is like there? Like are, you must be the biggest thing in the world there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Nigeria is a, uh, there's like over 80 ethnic groups, but there's like three major ones. Hausa, Yoruba and Igbo. So I'm Igbo. And uh, Love wantancy is half Igbo, half Pigeon English. So Pigeon English is like a, it's like a version of English spoken in West Africa. You know, it's like, uh, it's English, but it's like mixed with slangs and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, Love Wanting Tea is both. And uh, yeah, we speak that in Nigeria. It's a really interesting vibe, you know. Um, great food, great people, great, uh, great fashion too. Like there's a burgeoning fashion scene.
2: In Nigeria as well And um, yeah It's just it's just full of vibes man You said that you made the song To be global mm-hmm. But are you surprised at all At the fact that like The song Without doing much modifications Outside of a couple different remixes But like the, the essence And the lyrics of the song Say the same Has become uh, the, the hit that it has
0: Yeah I mean So to be fair When I was making the song in that moment, I was just really trying to express myself, you know. Um I was in a relationship and I was just, you know, expressing how I felt about my girlfriend through the song, you know. So um I was in my living room. I was making a beat. And after I made the beat, I did a freestyle. Um And I went to bed. Like, this was, like, close to midnight, you know. And, like, uh I was going to put words to the ah-ah-ah-ah uh, 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 in the morning. But, like, when I heard it in the morning, it was amazing so I left it (laughs) you know basically so that's how the song happened and um yeah when I when I finished making the song I was like oh shit this could be actually like this could be huge you know like I could see in my head I could already see people from different like um ethnicities singing the song because it's like it's such a vibe and it's like I think it's easy it's a sticky song Like, even even in my immediate environment when I made the song, everyone around me caught the song, like, immediately. Everyone liked it. Everyone could sing it from the very beginning. So I kind of knew from that point. And um, the remixes, they were very organic, you know? Like, lots of artists kept reaching out that they wanted to do remixes for the song. I actually still get requests till today. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's insane. And, um, yeah, like, I just, I literally just went with the people I vibe with, you know. One of the most prominent ones being El Grande Toto from Morocco. And we did uh, the North African remix. We literally did that the day before my deadline. Because um, I had, like, four remixes. I had the East African one. I had the, I had a South African one. I had a Latin one. And uh, the Moroccan one literally came, like, The day before my deadline And he sent me a DM And he's like Yo, this song is crazy Let's do a Moroccan remix And I'm like Yo, okay But my deadline is tomorrow though (laughs) So I'm like (laughs) You have to record it today And he recorded it today You know And it's so crazy How that version became like So huge And so successful I mean All the versions are successful But that one Kind of stood out
2: You know Why? What was different? I
0: don't know I think I think we just vibed, me and him, you know. And like even outside the song, we became good friends afterwards. And um yeah, it was it was it resonated with people in the
2: Arab world and in the French speaking countries heavily, you know. It means small love. That's the title. Yeah. But it's a te- when I was reading about it, it's attached to the adage of like treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm. Is that wrong? Not necessarily. I mean Love
0: Wanting T in the context I used it, it means small love, but it, it's like, it's a sexual reference too in the song. You know what I mean? So it's basically like, give me a little bit of this love that can make a bad man sing, literally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, pretty much. In Igbo, Love one tinty means a little bit of love. And um, yeah, the whole
2: song is just about that, you know? So does it start w- w- when you're creating it like uh, there's a sexual undertone or sexual connection? Of course. Of course. I mean, is I mean, most of the music that you I mean, is it wrong to say that like you cr- it, it is afrobeats but it's more emotional? There's it's exactly. like there's depth to it. Yeah, so if I call I call my subgenre of afrobeats emo afrobeats
0: yeah. because it's it's really honestly different from the conventional afrobeat record because afrobeat is heavy on the rhythm it's heavy on dancing it's heavy on movement um but like for me going going into that space I'm like okay if I'm making music I have to do something different I have to bring something new to the sound there's literally no point of me making afrobeat if it's going to sound like every other afrobeat song so I put my energy into the afrobeat. I put my emotional energy into the song. And um you dance to it, you can dance to it, but it's like you feel things too mm. while you're dancing to it. So that's kind of my
2: thing in general. What what, what kind of what, what kind of room does that type of music breed like that you're creating it in? Like are you dancing? Are you singing? Like, are you sad? Like what what what's the energy in the studio? Do you get what I'm saying? Um And how do songs start? Does it start with a story or do you put it to a beat that's already done? Nah, so, um, I was literally, when I made Love Wanting T, I was literally in a,
0: I just got into the relationship actually. Okay. So, um, it was a very regular night in Lagos. I was in uh, my living room. So I make most of my own beats, you know? So I was making a beat like I always do. And, um, after I made the beat, I freestyled on the beat, you know? Um... And that was it literally You know The next day I did the second verse And the third verse And um, I had a co-producer Named Tempo To add some stuff to it After that And that was it Do you end up making Felony And Kiss Me Like I Love You The exact same way? No So Felony was actually produced by Someone else His name is Oxy So he sent me the beat And like uh, Yeah that one I, I made some modifications to the beat though But like The beat was done when he sent it to me. And I, like, did my thing on it. Um, Kiss Me Like You Miss Me, I produced that one. Um, I was literally in my bedroom. I was just vibing. I was playing guitar. And, like, yeah, the song was done. Kind of the same thing as Love and T.
2: Sorry, I got the name wrong. I wrote it down wrong. Kiss Me Like
0: You Miss Me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, but that, you go back to, you do the beat yourself and you freestyle? Yeah. But that one, too, I had a co-producer add some stuff after I finished the whole song. Got it. Which do you feel the most comfortable doing making a beat and freestyling or taking somebody else's work and adding to it? To be honest,
0: it's hard to say because, um, making the beat myself is more like, it's more work, you know, but, um, it's also nice to have someone who's on my wavelength, make something that fits my vibe Mm. and I just do my thing on it. But then I also enjoy making my beats too. Cause it's like, you know, it's a very seamless line of communication from my brain to my ears. Like I know exactly what I want to hear and I know how to make what I want to hear. So I just do it. There's no, there's no communication gap, but sometimes when you're working with someone else, you know, there's a bit of a gap sometimes Mm. unless like, you and the producer, you guys have been working for a long time and you've built that chemistry. Are you building that with anybody? Yeah. Um, there's this guy named BMH. He's Nigerian. He co-produced Emiliana. He co-produced Kiss Me Like You Miss Me. And he co-produced Felony. We have a pretty good vibe. So I work
1: with him a lot. I saw you were in the studio with Diplo recently. What's the chemistry like with that? Or is it, is it yeah, what's like meeting someone new like him?
0: Yeah, Diplo's really cool. You know, we actually met in Miami before we got in the studio and, um, yeah, he's a really great guy, really good energy. Um, he's a student of like international global music. Mm -hmm. I mean, it shows, you know, (laughs) and yeah, he's a really nice guy, chill guy. We made a really, really interesting song, you know, what do you mean Uh, by interesting? Like it's really good and it's different, you know, I'm a huge fan of
2: different, Yeah, you know, so yeah. How do you know it's different? And at what point in the creation process do you know that the song is different? Well, from the beat,
0: first of all, I'm very key on how a beat makes me feel when I hear it. Like, you know, music, music in itself is basically emotions in MP3s, you know? Different mm-hmm. types of emotions, different intensities of emotions, you know? So when I hear a beat, I'm... I'm paying attention to how I'm feeling when I'm listening to it. So the beat he played for me made me feel very interesting. <laughs> you know, It was a very interesting feeling I had, which is different. Like I don't, I haven't felt like that every time someone plays me a beat, you know? And when I did my thing on it, it was equally interesting, <laughs>
2: you know? When you're like taking in, I, I mean... I- do you control how the communication works between like hearing a beat in your head and like creating it or does it just come randomly to you? How does that like, do you get what I'm saying? Like Like, how you mean? Like, do you need to sit down and like be in a setting to then like create a beat or can you just be going about your day and then get an idea and then have to go into a studio?
0: Um, okay. So it works like this. So sometimes like while I'm going about my day, I just have like an idea And like I I bring out my phone and I record a voice note or sometimes it's a line Mm. that comes to me, a very interesting line. And I just write it down or I could be in the studio and I could just be like, you know, while I'm sitting down, I could just make a beat based on how I'm feeling. Um, I play the piano pretty well. I play guitar. So I kind of know how to, you know, um, I kind of know how to interpret my ideas in real life. You know what I mean? And I just take it from there, you know. I follow the vibe and I arrive, at the, I arrive at a song.
2: So can you force
0: yourself to make music if you need to? I can, but it, it will probably not have soul, mm. you know. When I'm actually feeling something and I actually have something to say, the music is always different from when I'm just like making a song because, you know. Are the lyrics you're writing attached to your reality? Absolutely. Every song I make is about something I experienced, you know. Or something I felt Or something I'm feeling At the time of
2: writing the song What about Felony? What story are you telling with that record? So Felony was um, about Me being
0: in a relationship After like a long time of not being In a relationship, you know Um, I was kind of avoiding relationships for a while Because The last one didn't go very well You know And I was a I was a little bit damaged So I kind of <laughs> I was kind of staying away But then like You know Every now and then In your life There's always that person You meet That just like Makes you You know Change your Mind <laughs> About things You know So that's kind of
2: Where felony came from When that person Comes into your life You want to hold on To him, right Absolutely Yeah Gosh Who taught you How
1: to produce Or did you teach yourself um, it was a friend
0: of mine. Um, we went to elementary school together, but he was like, he was like five years older than me. He was actually my brother's, my elder brother's friend. So we used to hang out and like, uh, yeah, we, we didn't see each other for like five years. And when my family moved to a new house, it turns out he was living right next door. Oh. So, um, turns out in those five years he started making beats you know and he played me a beat he made and I was like whoa you made this and he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Bro, you have to
2: teach me." So Sorry, there's flies everywhere. Yeah, where are they come I why? don't know why. Like, they weren't they come, here bro. any other day. I'm yeah, it's really annoying. I'm so sorry. That's cool. It's embarrassing. So,
0: um yeah, so I'm like, "Bro, you have to teach me this thing," you know? And he did. He taught me, but he just taught me the basics, you know? I was I was trying to get him to teach me more, but he was really slippery. <laughs> so, I kind of figured out the rest on my own, you know? I was just like experimenting. You know, doing doing stuff, failing,
2: getting better, blah, 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 until I became really good mm-hmm. at it. You know? Your parents, like your mom's a nurse, right? And your dad's a doctor?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, what did they think of all this? <laughs> I mean, when I told them I wanted to do music the first time, they they
0: didn't let me. I wanted to move to Lagos, they didn't let me. So I literally ran away from home to do music. So, I mean, right now... <clears throat> I mean it feels good to be right <laughs> I'm not gonna lie But
2: uh, yeah right now They're very much with the program Very much so <laughs> Well y- your story's crazy Because technically you're You're signed to Warner South Africa mm-hmm. Right now yeah That's uh, it, Because all Like Do you know when the last time A hit song has come From your territory of the world <laughs> Uh, I don't know But like so I'm actually not from South Africa I'm actually Nigerian But but still yeah. I mean e- even from a Nigerian artist But also then to I have mean, it signed to a label That's not like originally Around here in the States I mean it's, it's a huge yeah. It's a huge song Yeah But right now in the States though
0: um, I work with Atlantic Yeah Because I mean, you know, it's, it's like a partner a, Yeah it's like a network thing But like I mean I guess there's been tons Tons of Afrobeat songs And African songs that have been big Like Burner Boy mm. Skid Davido. Uh, Wizkid, Essence Isn't Um, isn't Wizkid from Nigeria? He is You're right Yeah Yeah And um, even from South Africa There's been Jerusalem You know That was really massive as well And like you know Amapiano Which is going crazy right now too Is from South Africa So yeah Every now and then There's a song that You know Comes out of Africa That's like global And I am happy to be One of those Is there pressure to do it again? Well I mean not for me though <laughs> There's probably pressure but not for me I don't put pressure on myself I focus on just making great music I feel like the world loves great music So if the music is great people will love it So I put pressure on making great music How do you know a
2: song is great and is every song great? Not every song is great Some songs are good Some songs are okay is there a place? Songs are great. Is there a place in your catalog for good songs? Yeah,
0: they're 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 good songs, but even my good songs are great,
2: in my opinion. Well, I, I just how do you define great? It is great. It, it has to be different though in every case, right? There's not yeah. one answer to what makes a great song. Absolutely not. I think music is highly
0: subjective, and the reason why it's subjective. To be fair, there's the subjective part of music and there's the objective part. So subjectively it's like how much do you connect with the song when you hear it? Because music is is art for the most part, you know. Oh, I mean there's is. there's a science there's a science to it, you know, but then the artistic side of it is the part that kind of, you know, surpasses logic. You know what I mean? Like when you play a song and it just hits, it hits. Like if people feel that song, no matter what the laws or the rules are of songwriting or hit songs, it doesn't matter if it's too slow or if it's too fast. I mean, like the label I was signed to, for instance, when I released Love Wanting T, you know, they didn't really think it was a single, for instance, because it was not fast. (laughs) You know what I mean? But then this goes back to what I'm saying. When it hits
2: and it connects, the rules become immaterial yeah it's crazy though that they still hold the rules and and put things against the rules yeah. with knowing that things some things don't get the chance to emotionally connect, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, but I mean
0: it's calm, you know the objective side though of music is like is it sonically pleasing, like you know are the instruments on key? Is, you know, is the music excellent in itself? Like on a, you know, if you're judging it on a musical basis, you know, and then there's a connection part. So
2: having these two together makes a great song. What have you learned from this massive hit that you're taking with you as you create Moving Forward? I've learned a lot of things, but the one thing I'm going to
0: say is Just keep it real, like literally. Music is a product, but it's art first, before it's a product. You can only sell it when it's art, you know, when people actually connect with it, when it's real, when it comes from somewhere, when it's, you know, it's not just melodies. It's melodies that have soul in it, you know what I mean? And I've learned that when that's the case, the language is not even... That much of an issue it Like I have, matter. I have, Amer- I have like Literal white people Singing Igbo That's so crazy mm-hmm. Like Nigerians I actually Find it so interesting When they see Like you know People who are not Nigerian Singing Love wanting Because they're like Whoa
2: You know <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> But see like to, to my point Like that's why I think the song Means so much Because it is like It is a language that mm-hmm. People don't understand But they For some reason They figured it out Like they exactly, now yeah, know that,
0: that reason is what I was saying earlier Like when it connects It just connects Yeah,
2: You know So like Is there Do you think you'll be able To do it again? <laughs> well
0: What I think I'll be able to do again Is keep making great music From my heart The rest Is out of my control But I will make great music For sure You can count on
1: that <laughs> Do you feel like Love Non-TD Is the best song you've released? Well, best is relative, but maybe
0: not. No, I don't think it's my, it's the best song I've released. It's one of the best songs I've released.
1: Well, it seems like, uh, Emiliana, did I pronounce that right? Mm -hmm. It seems like that's starting to really take off now. It is, it's going crazy. Like,
0: you know, it started trending on TikTok in the first month, you know, which is so crazy because like, I don't really be making songs trying to get them to be tiktok songs i don't know i think tiktok just likes me <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know. are you on there are you posting
0: what's crazy i'm actually on there but i'm not even on there like that you know yeah like i just to me tiktok is like tv i come on there and i like i see a bunch of interesting stuff sometimes i make my own content and like, like i just go about my life man.
2: like you're not in the car like lip-syncing to your own song like some of the other musicians are you I mean Have I, you?
0: I listen Before I release a song One thing I'm gonna tell you Before I release a song I listen to that song Like maybe two million times Before releasing So Before Love Wanting T came out Before y'all started Like vibing to it I was vibing to it Like <laughs> Months before And I was already like I wouldn't say I was over it You know Cause I still listen to it But like I cut the Bug before everyone else So like right now I'm listening to The stuff I haven't released yet mm. You know And I'm listening to it Every single day You know
2: And I can't wait for you and guys To listen to it too Are you getting the same day. feeling That you got When you were listening the last time? Yeah
0: The feeling of This song What I'm saying I can actually remember Like where it came from You know Like every time I hear a song I make I remember The Circumstances that the song came from The person it's about You know how I felt So every time I make a song And I I can feel that way Then I know it's a great song As you grow Do you think your songs Will take on new meaning to you? Maybe I mean Every every song is like a Time capsule To me So like Love Wanting T As much as it's It's the song that changed my life It's you know it's all that. It's also a song that reminds me of a of a very specific relationship too. You know, so it's like it brings back memories every time I hear it. Good or bad? Both.
2: Yeah. Does the person who was in your life at the time, or maybe it's a bad, I don't know, know that it they had something to do with it? Yeah. Absolutely. Are they still around? No. I mean, we weren't even together
0: when the song came out. But we are together when I made the song.
2: Got it. Yeah, unfortunately. Why unfortunately? I mean. That relationship gave you a song that changed your life.
0: Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I guess guess when a good thing goes
1: bad, it's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) That is sad. Yeah, but it's cool. I'm over it, you know.
0: I've been over it. I mean,
1: the song came out like four years ago, right? Three, four years ago. Three years. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Why do you think the song has just continued to grow and grow and grow? To be fair, I mean, there's a whole story as to
0: how the song came to this point, but um, let's just say it takes some time for a song to travel from Nigeria to (sighs) the whole world. Yeah. Across like seven billion people, and it's still going. It's still going. You know. So. Yeah, I think it's it, the song passed through its own
1: process to get to where it is. Now, who is Emiliana? Is that is that a specific person? Yes, it is. Did you use her actual name as the title, or did you make up a different name for her?
0: Yes, I did. I used her actual name.
1: Wow! Did, did you get permission? <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> You're about to say no. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Um. So she clearly knows about her because it's named after her. Yeah. Does she call you afterwards? Or yeah. Is she cool with it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Are, Are you in a relationship right now?
0: Um, I'm in a relationship with my music. I know it's cliche, no. but yes,
2: well, say, well how I do you mean, it makes sense? You uh, named a song after a person, uh,
1: yeah. Well, how do you find inspiration if you're not in a relationship? Like, where do you find inspiration if it's not through someone else? Sometimes I find inspiration
0: through past relationships, like, mm-hmm. or you know, there. there's always those moments in your life, those memorable moments, even if you're not in those moments at the time, you know, it's easy to relive them, you know. So for me. If I'm not in a relationship at the time I'm making a song, I can always tap into my countless memories. You know, I have so many experiences to talk about, so it's easy for me to just pick one of those and talk about them. You know, How do you define success? In music or in general? In general. Success is when you set out to do something and you did it. Have you done that? I'm doing that. I'm in the process of doing it. What have you set out to do? I've set out to take over the world with my music. And I'm currently doing that. I'm still doing it. But it's, you know,
2: I'm not even close to done. To where I'm trying to, you know, go. In 2017, you answered the question, who the fuck is CK? Mm -hmm. Uh, You provided the world an answer in the form of an EP. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it
0: wasn't the world, in quote, at the time. It was like... (laughs) It yeah. was like uh, it was actually a mixtape. Sorry. And it was on SoundCloud, but like yeah, it ended up on streaming platforms. But um yeah, it was like from a... Uh so the rapper who signed me the first time, his name is Mi. he was in an interview with, with a journalist in Nigeria and like you know, there was like a heated argument between them and like basically he was he was questioning his abilities as a CEO, you know, at the time he he was criticizing the label and he was like, you know, at the end of the, I don't know, one thing led to one thing. And he said, who the fuck is CK? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically it was like a jab, you know what I mean? So, um, I started trending on Twitter for like three, four days straight, you know? Sick. Yeah. So we just, I just decided to put out a mixtape, you know, at the time. So I put together a bunch of songs that, you know, I had, that I, you know, liked and I put it out on the EP and like every single song in that EP. What's so funny is every single song on that EP, it represents a, a specific, um, pockets of culture and of Afro beats. And
2: my music today has traces of that still, you know what I mean? Yeah. It set the tone for what you'd be doing. Yeah. So you, you essentially found out who you were by answering the question. I didn't find out. I just, I just dropped a mixtape. I always knew who I was. No, but but by creating that, you were able to figure out, I mean, at least some sort of a sound now or like a collection Uh, of sounds that you enjoy that can make up what you do moving forward.
0: Yeah. I would say, I would say that mixtape kind of, you know, gave me some insight into, you know, um, it gave me a very good picture of, of how different people from different parts of the world, reacted to different pockets of the Afro beats I made. You know, like Afrobeat like I said, Afrobeats is a really, really wide genre. Yeah. You know? And there is the conventional Afro beats. There's the very street Afro beats. There's the Afro beat that is more, you know, will I say international mm-hmm. that you know people outside Nigeria can vibe to. But then there's lots of other stuff too that we listen to there. So in my in that EP I tried to capture the full spectrum. You know?
2: Is the CK that was making this music in 2017 the same one that's hanging out here today? Absolutely, but I've just obviously
0: grown. I've experienced a lot more stuff. Um yeah, like I'm I'm at a much different place in life in general. But um yeah, I would say I would say my first official EP, CK the 1st, which came out in 2019 that's that's where love anti came from yeah. it wasn't it was track two and on that EP as well it was like it was basically me also trying to like show afrobeats the past present and the future the afro beats as I knew it at the time and afrobeats as I felt it should sound you know and I think it's so funny how you know love wanting T ended up. Blowing in the future Literally Because You know That's how I felt Afrobeats should sound But it didn't sound like that At the time But I guess the world You know Caught onto it And they caught up with the vibe
2: But like that—that that, that is so true To so many incredible songs In history mm-hmm. That they've been around For like years Before the world Was even ready yeah. To enjoy them Share it And like spread it You know what I mean Yeah So is one, is one dance by drake considered
1: Afro, an afrobeat type song? It's afrobeats infused. How do you feel about it's not pure afrobeats? How do you feel about artists using that in their music that are I mean it's it's calm, it's cool. Yeah. I mean
0: you could do whatever, but like the one thing I'm going to just say still is like um, afrobeats is music that represents a culture, a people a very large population of people, by the way, like Nigeria is about 200 million people. Yeah. Casual. That's, that's mm-hmm. a crazy number of people. Yeah. And like, in fact, Afrobeats doesn't represent just Nigerians. There's a huge Francophone demographic too in Africa that, you know, makes the same type of music, but like, it just sounds slightly different, but it's still technically Afrobeats. You know? mm-hmm. So I feel any artist who is not from there just has to, you know, do some research and actually understand where the music is coming from. When we say stuff in the songs, there's a reason it connects with people because like in Love Wanting Tea, Nkwabi, I want to champion Nkwabi. Nkwabi is an actual, is a delicacy, you know? It's a Nigerian delicacy and there's a sexual innuendo to that too, to that line. But then that's why it connects so heavy because people understand what it means. It's not just a line. It's not just melodies, you know? So I would just say if anyone who's not Nigerian or not African should just like, you know, attempt to understand the culture the music came from, that's all. That's not too much to ask. It's not
2: too much to ask. (laughs) At all. By the way, listen to CK's music. There's going to be a link in the description below. Check it out. Uh, It is down there. What are you thinking?
1: So you've only released like EPs and mixtapes. Does that mean you're working on your debut album right now? Yes, I am. It comes out this year. Really, really excited about the album. Um, Is it done?
0: (laughs) I can't say. (laughs) (laughs) But like, um, yeah, one thing I'm going to say though is like I mentioned earlier, like every time I make music, I listen to the music first, you know? So I like to listen to my music You know what I mean? And most of the time, when I like my music, people like it too. You know what I mean? So if I think the album is really great, it means you're going to think it's great too. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I'm super excited for it. Lots of emo Afrobeats, lots more stories to tell, you know, um, more emotions to share with the world. And um, yeah, I
2: can't wait for you guys to listen. Are you telling a cohesive story with the album from top to bottom, or is each song its Absolutely. own separate thing? Absolutely, it's a. The whole album is about
0: real stories, you know, and everything connects. Everything connects. Every single thing connects.
1: Yeah. Are you uh, producing a lot of it yourself? Because, like we mentioned, Diplo. I also saw you were in the studio with David Guetta a couple months ago, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's both.
0: You know, I'm producing some stuff. I have producers producing some stuff like. Yeah, I'm just I'm just really trying to make something, something great, you know. Mm-hmm. And like to make something great, it involves people. It's not a it's not like a one man thing. So, yeah, I worked with a whole lot of people.
2: Talking about global, David Guetta is yeah massive.
0: He's yeah, a legend. <laughs> legend <you know? laughs> um, what do you learn
2: from being in the studio with him?
0: I mean, I learned a lot, just like from conversations about music and everything. You know, he comes from a a generation before mine You know And I actually feel like That generation Had a very deep understanding of music mm. You know I feel like
2: music from that generation Was was crazy Dude they watched so many shifts in just how music w- was consumed Let alone the yeah. cultural shifts And the sonic shifts mm-hmm. it's, It and, was insane you And know? people like David Guetta Have thrived through all all exactly, chapters. Exactly. Exactly. So, and you know,
0: I grew up listening to his music too, you know what I mean? So it was, it was really exciting for me to meet him and be in the studio with him. Um, we met in London and we made a bunch of records that I'm really excited about. And um, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear it too.
2: Will you get into a studio while you're here in LA? Or is that where you're with Di- Diplo?
0: Yeah, I've been in the studio and um, I will continue to be in the studio like Almost every other day I'm in the studio. I'm working, constantly working, trying to like, you know, vibe with people that I think are amazing, you know. And um, yeah, I'm just
1: out here working. You know? I saw a lot of Camila Cabello's fans are real excited that she just followed you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. I think she's
0: amazing. And it feels good to know that she feels the same about me too. Yeah. Real
2: recognizes real. What do I recognize as no, real? No, real recognizes real. Oh, real. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It is validation, <laughs> right? To hear from your peers. Absolutely.
0: You know, these are people, I mean, Camila Cabello, huge star, you know what I mean? Makes great music. And um, she's someone I respect too. Mm-hmm. So it feels good to have her, you know, kind of agree
2: that I'm great too. You know what I mean? <laughs> A seal of <laughs> approval. Yeah. By the way, seriously, listen to CK's music. There's a link in the description below. Um, I mean, we've covered a lot here. Yeah, the truth is, small love is a. I call it small love. I, I just, I, I didn't really. I've, I'd heard the song, played the song, mm-hmm. the most, and I really didn't know the translation <laughs> until I started preparing for this. Oh, for real? Yeah, I had no idea, but I knew. The, I, I could even say the lyrics because, again, it's like an emotional feeling. It's exactly. not. You don't necessarily need to understand to emotionally connect. Exactly.
0: And this is the same thing, like even, you know, Spanish songs, Arab songs, when a song is great and it connects, like nobody cares about the language, you know? Like even back home, there's tons of songs that we listen to. Like in Nigeria, we don't speak Twi. and Twi is a Ghanaian language, but we listen to Ghanaian songs too in Nigeria. Like, you know, when a song is
1: great, we start speaking Twi because of the song. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's it's the same everywhere. So wh- what language are you singing in again? Sorry, I just forget exactly how you, what it's, you said. It's a mixture of Igbo, Igbo, and um,
0: Pidgin English. So Pidgin English is like a it's like a version of English spoken in West Africa. Okay. It's 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 English, but there's just lots of slang in mm-hmm. it, you know. And it's like lots of um, traditional languages infused here and there. It's like
1: a special version yeah. of English. Do <laughs> you think you always continue to sing in, with that, with those different slangs? To be fair, I sing, I express myself however,
0: you know, it comes to me. Sometimes I may, speak, I may speak one word of French in a song or two. I may speak pinching English. I may speak actual English. I may speak Evo. It just
2: depends on the vibe and how yeah. I'm feeling, you know. How do you, uh, yeah. So it's feeling in that moment and what the beat gives you or yeah. the type of story you want to tell? It's both. The The beat
0: gives me a feeling sometimes. Sometimes I give the beat the feeling, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just, it just depends on the vibe, you know.
2: Music really is a universal language. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Listen to CK, please. Link in the description below. So, uh, appreciate your time, man. Oh, the Thanks one for having me.
1: other question I wanted to ask is what was it like walking out on stage in New York for the first time?
0: It was crazy, man. Like, um... The energy was great. People told me that New York crowds were stuck up (laughs) before the show. And I was like, I was low-key nervous at first, but like getting there, like the energy was so crazy, you know. I had such a good time.
1: Who told you that? It's not a good way to get you ready for a show.
0: I don't know, man. Like I actually had a bunch of people tell me, you know. I was like, oh, wow. The fact that like three people have told me this, maybe it's true. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Maybe they were lying or maybe my fans are just... Great vibes in general. Yeah. Or both. I don't
2: know. That's but it. like I know or that you, the energy was great. Where you bring out the great vibes in them. Exactly. They could be they're laying dormant and you just <laughs> tap right into it. There's that too. <laughs> CK, appreciate you giving us time and energy today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bro. Oh, hello there, beautiful human. You made it through our interview with CK. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see it, it's all up on YouTube. Just search Zach Sang Show and it will be there. And please listen to CK's music. And let us know what you think. We're always on social media, responding to everything, seeing everything. So don't be afraid to reach out at Zach Sang Show on any and all the platforms. Now, please be safe, hug your family if you can, and don't go to jail. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Today's show is hosted
2: and executive produced by Zach Sang. It was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Grace Delia, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico
1: Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez Crook
2: and Ivan Wayman. Post production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Doristock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herles. And that was an episode of the Zach Sang Show. Talk to you soon.